So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to have a continuation of trade talk, not so much from the NFL perspective, but from the Dynasty perspective. And a guy that I'm always ready to talk to, it's been a couple of weeks, but he is my main man. He is, in fact, the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, how you been? God damn it, it's good to hear your voice, bud. I you know, have missed you. And even, even when I was on the show, you know, I didn't I didn't get to hear from you. And then I've had some stuff going on. You've had some stuff going on. Horrible, horrendous, atrocious, if you will, but wonderful to have you back. It's been uh it's been good. Uh I feel like the uh the forces of fate have conspired to keep us apart yes, but it, it is good to be back on the air with you uh you were a little under the weather last week but uh you're, you're playing through tonight good good to see you back uh man week nine is over heading into week 10 um we're gonna get into good people bad tweets here in just a second but like what's an overview of uh, jerry's season so far uh actually pretty good um so I have done the the one-year punt, as you are well aware of, and everybody is. A lot of those teams are doing good. It's the teams that I had that were good um, going into this year, and they have just not come to fruition in the same way. But I would say I am in pretty good shape. I got a lot of six and three, five and four teams. So I definitely not blowing them up. Definitely going to take a run. The next couple of weeks are going to be big for those teams. It's 
It's going to be probably trying to flip away some future assets and trying to get some get some money, my friend. Yeah, I, I think if you went across all of the leagues that I'm in, I think it's a, a microcosm of any one league that you're in. I've got two or three teams at the tippy top doing really, really, really well. I've got a couple of one or two teams in the bottom not doing well. And then I feel like the bulk majority are somewhere between four and five and five and four with just, a handful just, of three and sixes the, and six and threes. At the top of my sleeper right now, five and four, five and four, five and four, six and three, six and three, six and three. So I cannot complain about that. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I'm mostly happy. I think I feel like I'm in within striking distance of the uh, striking distance of the money and the playoffs, and just about I'd say eighty percent of my leagues. But we'll we'll jump more into that in just a second. Just want to remind everybody that you can find the show on YouTube, um, Dynasty Warzone. Just go search YouTube. Uh, I posted a couple of shorts up there about some trade candidates. Uh, did those last week from the garage, uh, the old iPhone in the garage, Jerry, because uh, a short can, a short's just that it's 60 seconds, 60 seconds of goodness. And, uh, you know, got the YouTube. So again, dynasty war zone on YouTube and all social media, uh, platforms. Uh, you can email the show. The email address is dynasty at gmail.com. You can, you can email the show and, you can, uh, where, where else can they find us, Jerry? They can find you at Jerry Send DWZ. And that sounds they right. Can. Yeah. They can find me at DWZ Memphis and uh, still producing a lot of shows. Dallas is going to be here middle of the week toward like uh, like Thursday, Friday. He's going to be dropping his rookie mid, mid-year mid report. A little uh, bonus content from Dallas coming this week. Kyle, a couple of shows a week from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Tyler and Lou putting out goodness from the DFS. Tyler actually posted some winners this past week in the uh, daily fantasy sports arena. And then of course our boys over at the dynasty war games also putting out a lot of content. So a lot of shows, that's why you want to be subscribed, not only on the podcast, but the YouTube. So you can put faces to the names and the voices. If you're a podcast listener, Jerry, it is true. It is damn true. You know what else is damn true, Jerry? What's that, bud? Good people. Bad tweets, and we're going to do yours because you brought – because I have a good person, good tweet, so we're going to go out on a positive note. But you're good <laughs> people, good, good good tweets. It is uh, at the Pony Express, Andrew Phil something. He's got, he's, got, he's got eight bucks a month and a certified check mark. And he said, I think Tomlin is benching Najee. I expect Jalen Warren to be the workhorse on Sunday – and I give Tomlin credit for doing that. Jerry, what, what, you sent this to me. What were your good people, bad tweets, comments as you read that? What in the world has this man been watching to suggest that Jalen Warren is going to be a workhorse? Like, if you want to take shots at Najee, totally understand it. As a person that I had as RB2, I think you had him as RB3 coming into the season. And he's pooped his pants. There's no getting around it this season. But to suggest that Jalen Warren, who has had a grand total of 10 rushes in the last three games combined, is going to completely surmount Najee Harris and be a workhorse is dumb, laughable, and a bold-faced lie. So I just 
I saw it and I was like, what are you doing? And and it's it's weird because he said he thinks. So you're 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 headed for an opinion, which is fine. I'm fine. You can post your opinions, but then that Mike Tomlin is going to bench him. Have you talked to Mike Tomlin? Are you in communications with Mike Tomlin? Or are you just blowing smoke out your mouth? No, it, it was not a good one for me. And listen, if Najee Harris, the guy they took in the first round, is not succeeding, why in the absolute fuck do I think five foot eight Jalen Warren is about to just be a, a monster? I don't, Randy. It's, it's a bad tweet. I'm sure he's a good guy, but can't do it. My thing is, is you kind of said a couple of two, three things there that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll chime in on. A, it is Mike Tomlin. He is the stodgiest of the stodgy. Now, might you see a more even distribution of touches in the backfield in Pittsburgh? Sure. I don't think it's been a secret that Najee's been playing hurt all year, whether it's been a foot, it's been an ankle. Um, you know, I think coming into the season, he had, I don't want to say like a Liz Frank, because you don't play through a Liz Frank, but he was wearing like a special orthopedic and a couple of weeks ago that came out. Then he had like a, they, they were concerned it was a high ankle sprain, and you know he played through that as well. And he, he looks like a guy who's playing hurt. So uh, I'll be honest: if, if they want to give Najee one more week, coming out of the bye week of relax, rest and relaxation R and R, as I've heard it called, um, I wouldn't be. But I would not expect that to go forward. The Steelers no. are a very old-fashioned, antiquated organization. You know, they, they they tend to do what they've always done because they've always gotten results doing what they've always done. And I fully expect Najee to get a uh, a normal workload, if not this week, then in, in the, the coming weeks. So right. I have a good people, Jerry, um, with a, a good tweet. So this is a repeat offender, for lack of a better term. His name is Jeff Bell. He is at For Whom J. Bell Tolls. Little play on words there with the Hemingway novel or the Metallica song, whichever genre that that you like. And Mr. Bell said, I have way too many six and three league mates that think they're rebuilding in my dynasty leagues. And I gotta say, it I don't normally get popped a lot, but man, I, I gotta tell you, Mr. Bell got me with that one, Jerry. How many league mates do you have out there? That are six and three, five and four, and all of a sudden they're uh, they're in full blown rebu- rebuild mode. I mean, I've I've seen some questionable maneuvers from people with those, but I wouldn't say they're blowing it up. But have you? Because that would be outrageous, in my opinion. Even if that was your plan coming in, it, it, the the season has dictated that that is no longer the case, and you should adjust accordingly. You you have you have to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here, Jer? You have to play your hand as it's being played out. There was a way that you intended to come into the season. This was a rebuilder. This was a contender. This was, I don't know what I'm going to be. I'm going to take half the season. And if you're six and three, you got to look back and you got to ask yourself, is this smoke and mirrors? Have I been the lowest score, the second lowest score every week, and I'm only beating the lowest score? Because that's a thing, yeah. you know. You know, what are your points for on that six and three? Are you toward the top? Or are you toward the bottom? But I did think that's funny. That's the one thing in Dynasty. That's the one thing that I absolutely love about Dynasty is that people just love to be in rebuild mode. It's uh, our good friend Nate Pilmer 
Uh, Nate no longer produces content, but still a very active dynasty gamer in lots of leagues with Jerry and myself. And Nate says a lot of people just treat their fantasy buy-ins as like an entertainment cost. Hey, you know what? 50 bucks for a dynasty league. That's like at these days, that's barely dinner for two people. You know, yeah. that's not even dinner in a movie and, you know, dinner in a movie and drinks. I mean, you're oh, well, yeah. into, you're well into three figures, 150. If you're going to even mm-hmm. like a, 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 a middle of the road restaurant, like a, like an Applebee's, like you're not getting, you know, dinner, a couple of drinks and going to see a movie for less than a C note. If you are, you're going like coupon night. Right. And, and I think I think a lot of people are treating Dynasty like that. They just like the the collection of picks. We've always said that a lot of people treat Dynasty as that they don't know how to actually build a winning roster, a sustaining winning roster. They just like collecting talent. They're like when we were kids, you were collecting action figures. You know, you, you, you want to have one of everybody, you know, and when the, the new ones come out, the old ones have to go. And that's cool, too. But those are the kind of league mates I love to be in leagues with because usually I'm I'm toward the top and I'm scooping up all those old toys that, you know, no one wants anymore. Hey, I'll take them. You know, you take these precious picks. I'm going to take those players and I'm going to go continue to try to win some dynasty leagues. But Mr. Bell hit the nail on the head. A lot of 63 rebuilders out there, Jerry. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I actually the other day I sat down and I wrote out what I thought my best strategy was this year and what my worst one was this year. And my worst one was that I didn't acquire enough of the aging veterans. You know, I, I mean, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams are still unbelievable. And yes, their value is going to go down just based on age. There's there's nothing their production can happen to not make their their value go down this coming off season. But you you do plenty of moves throughout the year so that you can increase your value, right? Like and so for those times that you take on an aging veteran and you lose the value to still make it okay. So that was something that I I wrote down and I said, you know, just because they're old, just because they're going to lose value does not mean they should be someone you should not acquire from time to time because you're going to need them to win. The The people with the most points this year have Cooper Cup. I, I mean, Joe Mixon now, but, you know, I mean, because he went absolutely fucking bananas and that was unbelievable. Good for him. But, you know, in, in general, when it comes to consistency, Cooper Cup is near the top and I don't have tons of him. And that was a flaw. So it, it's it's adjusting. So. That's that's what I would say. Yeah, I, I'm just taking it league by league, case by case, you know, and I, I said it last week on the trade show. That's what we're going to talk about tonight's trades. And as we're coming up, you know, guys that I love to go out and get, you know, bits of come down to, you know, what I can get them for. You can have all of my seconds through fifth round picks. You can just have all of them. I really, I really don't care. Welcome, welcome to my table. Buddy. And, and I, I will gladly take those guys that are just producing and, and doing well, and I will continue to go out and, and try to chase them down. Um, that's what I'm looking to do. And the problem is, is that not enough of our fellow GMs in reverse see things that way. You know, we we see it that way, but when nine of your other league mates are in a rebuild. It's hard to get them to take Adam Thielen or Josh Jacobs, even at a fair price. Yeah. 
you know, they, they don't want to, to take additional, you know, risk of old people. They just want to hoard picks. So when you're trying to go into that same strategy of everybody else, it gets very difficult. So that is, uh, that is, you know, just kind of a little bit of a good people, bad tweets. We had two. And uh, that was brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, uh, I love the chats on the weekends. Um, you know, what I'm really proud of is that we've kept it not political, even on this election day, as we record this. We just talk fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football. Sometimes we talk cooking, a little bit of uh, a little bit of barbecuing, a little bit of grilling. But Jerry, it's just mostly dynasty fantasy football. That's the good yeah, stuff, today, right? Today it was a bunch of Josh Allen's arm. And the, and the concerns around that. Um, well, we'll wrap up this commercial. Then I'll ask you about Josh Allen's arm. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so remember, hey, if you're looking to join a great Patreon or looking for a way to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Helps us keep the lights on, helps us keep the pod streaming, and uh, it makes, uh, makes a good time for you. What do you get? You get it in the group chat. You get one-on-one Dynasty advice. Uh, quick turnaround time on messages, start sits, all those fun things and all that's available at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Now, Jerry, we're normally not a news show here. We don't cover the news. This is not the news desk. But you mentioned, you mentioned Josh Allen's elbow. Have you seen anything that's, uh, that's making you nervous? I, I don't think so yet. But that being said, if I have Josh Allen, I would be happy if he sat this week. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because, dude, it's awesome. But I, I would rather him miss one week than miss my fantasy playoffs. You know what I mean? So I, I haven't seen anything that suggests that he's going to miss any weeks. But if you're a Josh Allen owner and it happens, I think you're okay with it. Because if it was something serious, we would have gotten a lot more smoke um, in regards to that news, in my opinion. I will say it feels like bad news gets out faster than good news. For sure. That, that's that been my uh, my findings in the years of, you know, Twitter and the NFL media, and just the media in general. Like I said, bad news gets out faster than good news. Uh, I will say I don't normally seek like the Dr. David Chow's of the world, but one of the podcasts that's in my normal queue, it drops. If you, here you go. So it's a shameless plug for a podcast that you didn't think you were going to get a plug for. It's on the Ross Tucker Network of Podcasts, and it's called the Even Money Podcast. And he normally hosts that podcast with a gentleman named Steve Fezzik, and they talk gambling. And I love getting the Vegas and the gambling perspective because it helps me. I take some of their opinions and takes as it relates to gambling or a team and I take that thought concept and I think about it from a fantasy football perspective. So from, from that standpoint, um, I enjoy it. Well, anyway, Steve was not on today. Steve, you know, normal co-host like Jerry, had something come up and Dr. David Chow sat in in his place. And they talked at length about Josh Allen's elbow. And he said a normal UCL sprain is about a four-week uh, turn time, if you will, and that he risks if he were to hit it on another helmet, shoulder pad, you know, take a wonky hit on there, it, it, it could not only end his season, but require some surgery. So I believe if memory serves me correctly, they're playing the Vikings this week. I believe that game is at home. 
And I would not be surprised and or bummed if I saw Josh Allen. Remember, this is dynasty. You know, it would suck to not have him for a week. You may not be prepared to have him covered for a week. But, you know, I'll I'll use one of my teams as an example. I'm in the uh, Trade Addict 7 League with uh, guys like Dynasty Outhouse and Doug and Tyler from the Dynasty Happy Hour, Casey Case and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I'm six and three in this league, and I got Josh Allen. And I've been scuffling along, um, using some Jacoby Brissett uh, earlier in the season, Carson Wentz, and I got Deshaun Watson coming back. But I believe, because I am stacked in, in this league, you know, I've got Eckler, I've got JT, I've got Sanders, I've got uh, Cup, I've got Diggs, I've got De- Deontay Johnson, I've got Jesus, Pittman. how are you six and three? Well, you know, there's a lot of good teams in this league because 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 okay. the three because the three of us that are contending, everybody else <laughs> is rebuilding. Right. So okay. so every everybody all the talents on on these three teams. Got it. But I would much rather just kind of, even if I lost the next three games, right? Even if I lost, you know, this week and the next two because I didn't have Josh Allen for three weeks, I'm totally fine with that. Because even though my record would suffer. I would much rather have Josh Allen in the dynasty playoffs, the fantasy playoffs in general and long-term, right? I don't want this thing to become a tear where it ends up becoming a, like what Ben Roethlisberger had. And a lot of times you hear the, uh, the surgery associated with baseball. It's called a Tommy John, Mm -hmm. you know, not only would he be out this year, there's a good chunk that good chance that he would miss part of next year. And then is his arm ever going to be the same? So we did see him throw a 70 yard pass at the end of the game. So I don't know how bad it is. So like I said earlier, I hope that uh, the good news has not spread as fast as if it were bad news. But uh, I'm certainly not panic selling or panic doing anything with Josh Allen. Absolutely not. But you know what, Jerry? People are only as uh, in tune to what they've seen recently. I do have some more questions. Um, We will talk a little bit about trades here in, in in a second. But your boy, Kenneth Walker, I kind of pumped him up last week as I flew solo. I told the story about one of our league mates said, uh, you know, Jerry said, Kenneth uh, Walker, um, you know, he thought he could get them from Jerry. I said, you were full of crap because uh, Jerry is a big Kenneth Walker guy. And I don't think you're getting him. Jerry, how are you feeling about your man? KW3. I heard him compared to favorably by another podcast I listened to. They compared him favorably to LaDainian Tomlinson. And he actually caught passes this week. Word on the street is he couldn't. What are your thoughts? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to call LaDamian Tomlinson the single greatest fantasy running back in the history of this game. But it warms my heart. It makes me excited. And that's the thing is I have a lot of him because I was I was switching my one-on-ones between him and Brees Hall. I, I, they're both the same to me. And, and I still feel the same way. I put RB1 on the board for Kenneth Walker, but Brees Hall is right there. They're both awesome. Uh, you love to see it. He's getting tons of work. I mean, he looks like he is a star. And, and, and if you got him in the rookie draft and you're getting this much production, this much consistent elite production this early in his career, why Why would? how would you not be excited, right? Like this, I mean, I don't want to – put a time frame on an NFL running back. Cause you know, Todd Gurley had a very high peak and then fell off, but it seems like you're set for the next, you know, at least for the duration of his contract that you're going to have 
somebody that you can plug in and get RB1 production for the next two to three years, which is absolutely nipple hardening, wonderful news if you're the one that has Kenneth Walker. And I know that you got plenty of them too, my friend, because we sat here in the offseason and we both sang that man's praises. So, yeah, I'm excited. That's probably that's probably why I have so many six and three teams. In truth, I I, I am not. Re- I'm, you know, I said it last week via tweet, and I covered it here on the podcast. I am just kind of over the weekly updating of someone has to be the RB one in yeah. season. It doesn't really matter. No, because in, in, in truth, it, in I mean, the jokes aside, I would still probably put JT there, even though it has been sort of gross. And I understand that people don't love him, but that'll just create an opportunity to get him. But sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, I'm just it's an exercise in futility, you know, whereas the the, like. But we kind of do this with wide receiver, too, though, right? You know, it's it's clearly Jefferson and Chase one and two. Now, all of a sudden, off of one three touchdown game, we have to throw A.J. Brown back in there. He's in that tier. Is he? Yeah. Is he though? I mean, that's the whole thing is that those are the kind of things that you can take advantage of in dynasty. It's that, that, that knee jerk reaction. So-and-so is the RB one. You know, I was making a a trade. I was trying to make a trade with a, with a guy and, and, you know, he's out of the running. I have Brees Hall. I'm a contender in this league. And he's like, well, I had Brees Hall as my two before he got injured. And my question was, is, well, what's changed? Well, you know, he's not playing. Well, I, I understand that. But why is he no longer the two? And, and I was like, who are you putting ahead of him? And he really didn't have a sound set of logic. It's like we want to put Kenneth Walker in that position just because he's healthy. Correct. But but is he? Is he really? No. He's. I, I think the best way to look at running back is, A, if you're drafting one before – the 18th pick in a super flex startup, you're probably doing it wrong. You're not, you're not wrong. You're you're probably in a one QB league. If you're taking a running back before like pick five or six, you're probably doing it wrong. You know, um, hero RB is more of a redraft term, but man, I, I think that's the way dynasty needs to be looked at going forward. You need that one anchor RB or hero RB. Then you can fill it in with guys that you like, you know, coming into the season. I loved Miles Sanders. He's a guy that I could have, let's say, and I did this on, on a team, my, my one 9-0 team, humble, not so humble brag, because it is the ultimate dynasty podcasters league, and it does feature such dynasty brains as Rich from the Dynasty Nerds, Garrett Price from the Dynasty Nerds. Tyler from the Dynasty Happy Hour, Shane Manella from Dynasty Trades HQ, and your boy, your host here, Memphis, is 9-0. and Why? Because I had a, a hero RB type team. I had uh, Eckler. I carried over uh, Corderell Patterson from last year. Uh, earlier in the season, I will not name which one of these gents that I made the trade with. I was offered Travis Etienne straight up for James Cook before the season started. That was a slam accept and a bit of good fortune and uh, some 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 uh, some good drafting and and, and I'm nine and zero. Oh. But that was not I, a great trade on their part. They're well, they, 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 they feel they feel very they feel very less than smart now. 
But at the time, you know, right. ETN was coming off of the Achilles. James Robinson was still there, projected to start the season. So it's easy to look back and say you yeah, slam dunk that one. But at the time, I mean, I was like, at, at, for me at the time, it was, hey, I'm saturated with James Cook everywhere. Remember, I was big, I'd be the first to admit, yeah. it'll end up being one of my misses this year. I was a big James Cook guy. Me too. And I was like, I'm so saturated with him everywhere. Why not go out and get a share of Travis Etienne? Man, it just happened to go into a league where I'm, I'm super stacked everywhere. And in this league, we have to start three wide receivers. Now, um, this will not surprise you, but I've got Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, and Justin Jefferson in, in this particular league. But I have squad douche behind them. And my quarterbacks are aging. So I'm really I've, – I've been in this league four years. I finished second. I finished fourth. I finished second, and I'm undefeated right now. I'm really trying to get that championship. But my quarterbacks are Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. And, yes, I am still 9-0 in spite of all of that. But I'm hoping both of these guys go on a bit of a run. Everybody stays healthy. And I can win a championship because I know that at the end of this at the end of this season, I'm going to have to move either ETN or probably Justin Jefferson to get a quarterback plus. So, you know, there's a real-life example that just came up organically. It wasn't on the show sheet to talk about my 9-0 UDPL team. I mean, it's humble. Izzy Elkafast. I, 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 listen, I don't have any undefeated teams either. I got I got 1-8-1, one, and one, so I'll, I will let you take that victory lap, sir. You know, uh, let I me say I, this. I, I, I have never in all of my leagues – for as long as I've played this game, I have never had a team go undefeated. Have you? And not just uh, me. I've never year. even. Last I've never year. even. I've never even seen a person go undefeated. In I was undefeated. I uh, I pulled a New England Patriots circa uh, 2012. I think that was when uh, they lost. They, uh, they, lost the championship. they lost to the Giants. The G-Men here in Indianapolis. As a matter of fact, yeah, that was last year for me. This team has been strong. Like I said, I, I've. I've uh, not this year, but la- going into last year, uh, we had lost an owner, and uh, the new owner traded me Cooper Cup straight up for my first entering the season. Yes, before please. Before Stafford got there, yeah. Yeah, before Stafford. And I had DeAndre Swift, and I traded him straight up for Justin Jefferson. Because oh, I had deal. Eckler. I had Eckler. Um, I got Corderell Patterson. And, yeah, last year Patterson was a huge – I had James Robinson, who played real well last year until he hurt his Achilles late in the season. Brady and Stafford had monster years last year. So, yeah, I was was undefeated. Uh, I lost to Pete Davidson at Rotobon on Twitter. Um, I don't want to say it was bad luck, but uh, I just mentioned my lineup, and his starting lineup had Braxton Berrios in there go back and look at old Braxton's week 17 last year <laughs> and let's just say his timing was somewhat perfect so uh Jerry not to put you onto the uh the spot but no. um next week I want to talk about old people not your aunt Gladys no not not not, not your mamaw I want to talk about how how you're handling guys like Tom Brady and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and DeAndre Hopkins, and guys that are well past the age apex for Dynasty, in some cases, like especially those three QBs who are underperforming, and what are you doing? Because maybe we'll bring up Derrick Henry. Next year we'll be going into year eight. Shows no signs of stopping. No. But 
Um, just trying to give these people what to do with aging veterans and as we creep toward the trade deadline. But not to put you on the spot, but what's up? What's up? I'm going to ask a question now, and then I'm going to ask you about a player that I, I want you to tell me um, you're doing something with. Like what, maybe you're trading a guy away. Give us, give us a name. But how are you handling your leagues as maybe you creep up on a trade deadline? Is there a silver bullet that you keep in the gun at all times? Uh, are you waiting to un, uncoil a trap on a league mate? What are you doing in your leagues as you're creeping up on the trade deadline? Give us a best practice. So it depends on the team situation. If you're winning and you can afford to trade for players that are on their bye week or they're injured, the the Hollywood Browns and the Jamar Chases of the world, and you can you can pull off a trade like that. I mean, it's tough to trade for Jamar Chase, but you know maybe it's CD Lamb and a little juice or something, and that way they can get the immediate production and you can get the upgrade later. I'm absolutely in favor of doing that in both redraft and in dynasty leagues. Because like we always say, once we're, once we're playing and once we got matchups and once we're scoring points, Dynasty is very much sort of like a like a redraft league. You just want to win the money. And to win the money, you got to get the points. And to get the points, you need players. And if you can withstand, you know, something like that, always going for it. If not, like um, if, if you have accepted the fact that, you know, 2022 is not going to be your year, I am going to go after guys that people don't like right now. The Jonathan Taylors, the Najee Harris's of the world, and I'm going to try to acquire them for as as reasonably as I can. Jonathan Taylor's still going to be tough to acquire. I don't think Najee Harris is going to be that that tough. And while I don't think his situation is going to change enough, he's still got a leash that is years long, and he is going to maintain that just based on his draft capital and his pedigree as a rookie. So I am always going to go after the running backs that people didn't like, which Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, like, I mean, David Montgomery to an extent. I mean, all of those guys, if they're in situations where they are a cheap contract play, they're going to play. Teams are not going to get rid of them because they want a cheap running back. Go and acquire them. It, it doesn't matter if everybody in Twitter thinks – you are a bozo for trading for them. When you're scoring points with them, you can put your middle finger up and tell them to suck it. For me, I'm looking to get even value and maybe some picks for some, some veterans. Um, I, I like I would love to get like a, like a two for one on even if I'm a contender. You know, if if I can find a guy that's that's producing, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, of, of a like a, because the running back right now is kind of sketchy. Yeah. But I can tell you, I'm really trying to unload the Alvin Kamara's of the world. Um, it's a great time to move Joe Mixon. If you're not a serious contender, don't I, let a, I, don't, tend, I tend to agree with you. And I have been big on Joe Mixon. I think now is the perfect time. Yeah. I and, mean, and if, you, if you've had Joe Mixon this year, you know, he can be frustrating at times. And, and you hope for for the fifty five point game, but anyway, sorry, Randy. Does it get better than a fifty five point week? Yeah, absolutely and, not. And and again, at some point, you know, I would I would rather have like two assets. I would rather have a pick and a, and a running back, you know, closer in value. Um, the problem is is that the running back pool is so gross right now. It really. I is. mean, I mean, Raheem Mostert was doing okay. Here comes Jeff Wilson. You know, 
uh, Elijah Mitchell was a thing. Here comes Christian McCaffrey. You know, nobody in L.A. is doing much except Austin Eckler. The Rams running backs are a mess. Arizona, you know, Eno Benjamin was doing good. Here comes James Conner. So if you're a legitimate contender, you may not be able to. But I'll tell you right now. So if any of Jerry and I's league mates in the – I don't think you're in the Super the super League. No. But I uh, I have Alvin Kamara, and I'm three and six. And I have literally went to every team, five and four or better, and they all have an Alvin Kamara trade in their inbox right now. Um, in one case, I tried to get like Antonio Gibson in a first, even a contender's okay. first. It's it's super flex. I, that, that's another guy to go after too, just uh, of the guys that I mentioned. But anyway, you know, sorry. You're, you're Javante Williams, Brees yeah. Hall. You know, uh, the problem is, is the guy that I just convinced that I was right that Brees Hall is still – you know, a top two or three RB in Dynasty. He's got he, he's he's six and three, and I, I'm I'm gonna have to like take my hat off, put my hat in my hand, and go offer him, you know, Alvin Kamara straight up for for Brees Hall. But my plan is, is as we get closer to the trading deadline, is like make that trade that day. Like literally, here's the trade deadline. Hey, you're in third or fourth. Obviously, Brees Hall's not you know because that's when people get desperate. That's what I'm going to try to uh, uncoil the big, the big trades right now. Um, I said it last week, but I'll say it again as we get ready to take this one home. Is I'm not, I'm not unloading the big trade as a contender until I absolutely have to. Now right. I, I referenced the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League two years ago in the 2020 season. I lost to Shane Manella, finished second. Like literally the week of the championship, because this league has no trade deadline, he traded for Christian McCaffrey. Or maybe it was 20, but whatever. But I remember vividly he traded for Christian McCaffrey. He moved all of his chips to the center of the table. It was 2019. He moved, he, he had, you know, made every big move. And, you know, his team has suffered the last two years. He's come back now, but he went all in. And that's when I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it now. Because nothing would suck more than making like a 25% overpay on a guy. And then in like week 11, week 12, he goes out and gets a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Uh, as, I, as I've heard Matt Kelly, the podfather, call it, gets high ankle fucked. Um, you know, he, he pulls a hamstring. Or even worse, he's like Najee. Like he gets just hurt enough that you feel compelled to put him in your lineup every, every week. Every time. Yeah. And, and, and he sucks you down into the abyss. So if I'm going to make the big move, I'm going DEFCON 4. I'm going all in to use a poker term. I'm going to do it literally at the last possible minute. But on the flip side of that, I'm also going to wait as other people are seeing other GMs make the big, the big all-in move. And then I'm going to offer them the chance to, to make the same big all-in move and try to cash out and go get the Javante Williams, the Brees Halls, um, get the guys like that on my roster. I, th I think that's winning dynasty, Jerry. I, I'm with you. I mean, that is that is exactly what you should be doing. It's acquiring injured players is such a key aspect to future success because they are cheaper every single time. Every single time someone is not gaining any points in your lineups, they are more available to you. You are much in the offseason to try and trade for Javante Williams while nobody is scoring any points. 
you're, you're just not going to get it because all you're going to see is dynasty rankings of running backs. And Javante Williams is going to be in the top 10 to 12 and everyone's going to harden in on their like for him right now. He's not helping anybody. So he's available. So absolutely. I am with you on that, which it, which is why I mentioned Jamar chase. Cause it's, it's tougher because you know, he's one of the elite assets. But yeah. Well, he's, still, he's a t- it, it, it still creates an opportunity, even though you still have to pay a ton. Of course, you're not yeah, getting yeah. a discount. It just you, creates the possibility to be able to pay a ton. Maybe you believe long term in Jamar Chase over at AJ Brown. Maybe you prefer the connection between him and Joe Burrow. Maybe you feel like he's a That's more consistent. It, it still has to be someone in that realm, though the CD Lamb, AJ Brown realm. Correct. You know what? Are Are you a team that just? You know what? I'll give you Cooper Cup. I'll give yeah. you Cooper. I'll give you, you Cooper Cooper Cup straight up for you know maybe that GM is just that GM. That's a they're, really good. They're, 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 they're going to want. They're going to want to win at all costs. Can you give them twenty nine year old Cooper Cup who's still balling like a son of a bitch? By the and way, is going to continue. He, he is. He is the only ray of sunshine in the turd field that is the Los Angeles Rams right now. True. Week in, week out, the guy just produces. But he's twenty nine. And if, if 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 you're four and five or five and four and you're not sure and that you have a fellow GM that's just like an all-in GM, now's a great time to take Cooper Cup and go try to get Jamar Chase and build something for the future. Yep. And it's it's yeah. it's a it's a great way to look at dynasty. And you should really be doing that with every position that's not tight end because tight end does not exist in 2022. Derek Hall, Derek, Derek Henry for Brees Hall, if you're not truly contending. Yeah, I and that's another good one. And I He's actually believe, I, I believe in Derrick Henry for a few more years, more so than just about every other veteran that there is, just because he's a monster. He but just still, breaks all the rules. He just breaks exactly. all, yeah, all the he, rules. He's a, he's a he's a unit. Is I mean he he is. Well, peak, Jerry, I, I don't know about talking about his unit. He's a unicorn. <laughs> I, I, he's a I unicorn. I, listen, he's, I will he, be so emasculated to see that man's unit. I don't want to see uh, it I, either. Jerry, take a picture with it. Hey, Derek, can I take a picture with <laughs> you? It's probably taller it's, than me. It, it, but, it, but no, I'll you over the head with it. <laughs> but absolutely, you want you want to try and trade him for Brees Hall because Brees Hall has looked absolutely fantastic. The owner knows he looks fantastic, but he's also not helping you at all. So if he is also contending, it definitely creates that opportunity. So I like that. You know, you're looking to you know, you're looking to gather, you know, firsts. Because I could give a, a shit about a second. I, I know people love him. Insane. I, I mean, That's I mean, saying. first hit about sixty five percent of the time. Two out of three firsts are going to be good. So out of a twelve person league, you're going to have twelve first round picks. Eight of those guys are going to be useful. Four of them are going to suck. There's just nothing you can do. They're going to suck. And then those odds are going to go down to about 40%. So four, maybe five of the guys in the second round will be useful. Then it goes down in the third round. Guys, I'm telling you, unless you get lucky with a dart throw running back, it drops down to like 25%, then maybe 15, then maybe five or 10. The odds of actually hitting on somebody that will A, contribute, or will B, be flippable to another team down the road. So uh, I think sometimes in Dynasty, you know, outside of your first, you have to be like less sneed than the guys of the L.A. Rams and be like, fuck those picks. I agree. So, so we, have, we have one question. We'll answer this question. Mike L. wants to know. Mike, you caught us at the right time. 
Would you take Saquon for Brees on a non-contender? I would not on a non-contender. Now, as a contender, I would take Saquon for Brees because Saquon looked healthy. He's played well, but that's a deal I'm going to make right at the trade deadline. I'm going to make it, you know, and if I miss out, I miss out. But I'm not going to move my Brees Hall and go get a Saquon Barkley, a guy who will be going next year. Because remember, you're not just playing for the rest of this year. You're playing for the rest of your life. Hopefully your league lasts that long or the rest of their careers. And I would much rather have, in a vacuum, Brees Hall going into year two than Saquon Barkley going into year, I believe it's six. No, it's year five because they didn't pick up his fifth year option. So he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season, but I would much rather have the younger guy who has shown the ability to perform. So on a non-contender, I'm more than happy to keep Brees. And if you have Barkley, go ask for Brees plus for Barkley. That's a great trade for you as a non-contender. So there you go, Mike. About that, Jerry, a little live YouTube question. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely trading Saquon for Brees if I'm not a contender. And, and conversely, I'm holding on to him if I am a contender just so I can win. But like, yeah, if you're not winning, I will take, I'll take Brees Hall every single time. Because A, if you're not contending, you don't want to score points. It, it, that, that's the thing. You need, you need to commit to that. And Brees Hall's going to absolutely help you out in that by getting you zero every single week. Saquon is not going to do that. So that way you can have Brees Hall and then maybe you can lock up a Bijan Robinson or, or a Stroud or whoever else you need. All, all in one fellow swoop in that same strategy. So absolutely, I'm trading Saquon for Brees if you're a non-contender. And, and if you're in a situation where the guy who has Brees Hall is also a contender, that is even fucking better because it's just more conducive to you pulling that trade off because he's going to want to win or she. And, and that's exactly what you want. And you you said it best. This was one of my the, the trade I was mentioned earlier. I was trying to move Brees to someone else in a league where I'm a contender. I'm like, I just took points out of your weekly score. When you have to put Barkley in there, if your league has an anti-tanking rule and you don't have to put Barkley in your lineup anymore because you acquire Brees Hall, you just acquired a zero. That's gonna help you lose without, you know, um, I don't say cheating, but without, you know. Tanking on purpose. It's playing smart. I, people can bitch about tanking all they want. If you put, if you're putting out a legitimate lineup, then then you're not tanking. Even if you're you are purposefully making your team bad so that you can have those early picks, that's just good strategy, in my opinion. As long as you're not benching Saquon for, you know, who Craig Reynolds or something, then you know that's different. That's that's a dirty rat move, but. As far as bad GMing to help yourself in the future, that's that's just being smart. That's just being good at this game. Well, uh, Jerry, that's a that's a great way to take this one home. So we're going to be back next week. We'll talk about how we're handling guys. We wanted to talk about some uh, some trades, how we're handling the trade deadline. Uh, hopefully, your trade deadline's as busy as the NFL trade deadline, Jerry. It's a lot of hopefully, fun. Yeah, that was spicy. I liked that. Uh, your 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 lions uh your lions gonna lion, yeah, but anyway, I uh, just want to take one more second to tell you about the Patreon Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Literally, my phone is going crazy right now with some weird trade that one of our patrons got that was a smash accept. So I got to go jump into the chat. I got to make sure that uh the Dynasty Warzone side got the best side. That's Patreon.com 
forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I updated a podcast last night with a little trade advice and what I'm doing with DeAndre Swift, Jerry. So, so that went up on the Patreon pod last night. And uh, last thing, we're brought to you by Hate Brand Goods. That's HVII.com. Head over there. Uh, I am wearing one of their T-shirts underneath my, uh, my, my quarter zip. It's getting cold. Getting cold here in Indiana. So I'm wearing my Hate Brand shorts and T-shirts to the gym, Jerry, because the gym's heated. Well, must be nice. I, I was wondering. I thought it was a yeah, I mean, gym. Your gym's not say No. Your gym no, not no. heated? No, my gym. My gym uh, no, well, I mean, I would guess Burger King is probably heated, and that's where I do most of my best. You know, I believe it's flame broiled. In my mouth. Flame, your gym's flame broiled, you say? It is. It is. So if, uh, but but they do have sweatshirts, flannels, beanies, sweatpants, joggers, everything over at hatebrand.com. That's H V I I I.com. Head over there, download their app on uh, iTunes or the Google Play Store. Again, just search HVIII and you will find it everywhere. That man's name is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, it's so good to see your face. God dang, I know. It's good to see Beard's coming back a little bit. A little bit. I got to get rid of it soon. You know, I don't want to belabor this, but you remember those memes they were doing with like the Halloween costume? And it said like oh, fantasy on. football content. Yeah, let me fantasy. be the exact. There yeah, we go. Fan, fantasy. If you're watching oh, on YouTube, yeah. and, and you should be, and you should be, and you want to see what the costume was for a uh, a millennial uh, fantasy football host, Jerry is the spitting image minus the, the minus the crypto. Yeah, the no crypto, crypto. Bag. No crypto for Jerry. But if you need to find Jerry, search Jerry Sin DWZ on Twitter. You can find me at DWZ Memphis. You can find the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. And if you're not on social medias, you can email the show at it's dynastywarzone at gmail.com. All right, Jerry, let's get out of here. Let's do it, my friend. All right. On behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Talk to you next week. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow
That's called a winning streak.